Where can you find everything you want to buy? Amazon. What about two-day shipping no matter where I live? Amazon. What about groceries? Yes, Amazon has it. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Fucking love it. darkest, most secure, hadron collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. Texas on October 14, 1997, by a drunk driver. One of his dreams in life was to go to Africa and see these animals running free. Since he died before that happened, when I signed the papers to shut his life support machine off, I promised him he would not die for no reason. 
Today I represent 139 other people from all over the world who have died or been killed, and their loved ones have came and built big cages in honor of somebody that they've lost. So we call this a living memorial park, because the animals can live and honor people who have passed away. Today we're the world's largest facility for tigers. We house 187 tigers here. That you're going to get up close and personal today with without any fences between you and their cages. We're going to put tigers in your lap and you're going to feel the love and the bond of doing what I do every day of my life for just a few minutes in order to save these majestic creatures. Yeah, well, we work with a, a major university and, and some geneticists up in uh, New York and Washington. And what we've been able to prove, you know, is several things from different critics is by taking... DNA samples from different facilities as like the white tigers to, to prove that all of the hype and, and the crap on the internet about you have to inbreed in order to get white tigers. Uh, well, we, we actually did a study with facilities and, and everything else with, uh, genes from everybody's white tigers to, and find out that absolutely none of them were related, uh, to, to stop that kind of hype. Hey, get me some of that food. <laughs> and it's the same way with hybrid uh, animals. You know, we've proved that, you know, genetically, uh, most big cats are the same animal or they wouldn't be able to reproduce um, and produce offspring. Proved that genetically a hybrid cat is genetically stronger uh, than a purebred cat. Uh, so th there's a lot of new ground broke here. Recently just uh, received another gift. Uh, we have the third set of the ligers in the United States. Um, all three sets have actually been born here to these parents right here. This is Simba and Unicara. That's her butt. See her tail right there? Yeah, but what's right there? That's her hip. That's her. Didn't take. Skipped off. Yep. Fuck. Need another one of those. Do another dart with you? No. Just get it off. I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through it all. Okay. It'd be nice if she'd just walk at it. There uh, a, a liger is where you have a, an African lion father and a liger female for a mom, uh, which is produced a three-quarter lion and one-quarter tiger. Thank you, sweetie. Little girl. There's three more in there. Get four. Four. Little boy, world second boy. 
on, big boy. <laughs> Little girl. Open your talent. Ah, girl. Boy. What's that? Girl. 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 The very first Liliger of the world was actually born in a zoo in Russia. And they're approximately six, seven months older than ours. And we're the first ones in America to have them. Actually, we're the only ones in America to have them. Uh, because most people thought that ligers, which is 50% lion, 50% tiger, were all sterile, females and males. And uh, we let one of our ligers grow up with an African lion. And lo and behold, she has had uh, four litters already of little ligers. So we're the only ones in the world with um, male little ligers, and we're the only ones in the America with low ligers. Uh, you, you know, there's there's all kinds of critics out there that believe that you shouldn't crossbreed uh, animals to get a, a different species. But you know, I work with some of the top geneticists in the world <clears throat> in order to do what we do, and. You sit and you try and explain all day long to people that, you know, uh, they have this perception that Noah started all of the animal species with an ark, you know, uh, and they don't realize that this is how we, we have species in the wild is by animals crossbreeding and they're discovering new species every day. And yep, there you go. That sounded like that broke. The, the first 12 years of my life was uh, growing up on a farm and, and farming and hauling irrigation pipe and, and working in the fields, you know. And then we went to Wyoming and it was a little bit funner because we grew up to be, you know, in, in the mountains uh, with the real wildlife and, and take a step back in time almost, you know, when you have to haul your water and milk your cows and, and shit like that. Uh, and then, you know, and then growing up there kind of opened up the, the true meaning of what nature really was uh, living in the mountains. It was incredible. Big cunny. <laughs> you like being outside. Oh, pretty birds. Oh, pretty birds. Oh. Can you tell us about the first and what it's been like? Hey, so this is Q-A-1. Go ahead. I have 
have a Miss Donya Craft here in the gift shop with some blackberry jam for you. Okay, well, I'm shooting this film, so it'll be a few. Roger that. Now I'm shutting my radio off so we don't have to redo these sets every five minutes. Well, you know, um, they were farm people, you know, and and they came from families of farm people, and you know, you were born to be a hired hand and not a kid, you know. So uh, it, it was a lot of a lot of hard work and late nights and struggles, and you know, uh, trying to make ends meet. And now that that I'm I'm older, I can pretty much relate to the same things of of why you know mom and dad are constantly in a bad mood and everything else with farming because it's almost the same as as the zoo business. You know, uh, when you rely on crops in a field and it's either raining or it gets hailed on or whatever, your financial status just goes to shit in a handbasket. Uh, which adds tons of stress. Just uh, however many people uh, in a group or if they want to play with the baby. Now they're wanting to possibly do the tour and possibly have 20 people. I told them I would have to ask you um, a, a quote on price on that and uh, that we, I would call her a little bit closer to that time to verify how many people's coming to go from there. Good morning, It's really no different than the zoo business. You know, you don't have any customers when it's snowing. You don't have any customers when it's raining. You don't have any customers when it's too hot. Uh, so, as an adult now, I can I can pretty much see why why mom and dad were always stressed out uh, trying to make ends meet farming because the weather uh, played such a, a big part in our life when when we were growing up. Can you cut this? Where are you from? Hey. came up from Fort Worth. All right. I'm from Montana. Raining, I'm from all over. Raining down there this morning? Uh, we stayed up here last night. Oh, did you? Know. Well, it rained like hell here last night. Yeah. But, you know, we had a, a, a great childhood. Uh, you know, we went on trips. We went um, Cheyenne Frontier Days when we were little. Uh, you know, I, I just grew up in the days of uh, bell bottoms and purple square pants, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And love beads. It was a whole different, whole different world than it is today. So I would say I probably had a, a better childhood than most kids do today. Who's this, your little brother? Yeah. Yeah? No, sister. He looks kind of armed. Nice baby. Your turn, Zochi. <laughs> baby. Oh, don't choke her. <laughs> You're a brutal little kid. Get your tongue. Get your tongue. There's always things that when we're kids, we always say, oh, I'll never be like that when we think about our folks. Are there any things that you, many experiences where you said, oh, I'll never be like that, but now you see it coming out? 
You know, uh, it was probably the 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 verbal abuse, you know, of of getting yelled at all the time when you were a kid, and you know, I I don't have kids of my own, so I definitely broke that cycle. <laughs> spaceship that landed in the middle of Mars being gay as well uh, the, they really didn't take <laughs> to being openly gay uh, and coming in their backyard with, with all of this um, but you know uh, over time uh, you know with the community projects that we do because we're open free for Christmas. We're open free for, for Thanksgiving and we cook dinner and we, we do children's programs and we do a 10,000 egg Easter egg hunt for the community. And like this weekend is, is free Garvin County weekend where people get to come for free. Uh, and the residents and most of the business owners, you know, you always hear this thing of you can't buy respect. Uh, but you can. Okay. In the book of Ecclesiastes, that you didn't know this, chapter 4, verse 32, it says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. John and Joe and Travis will not easily be broken. And now we're going to do the expression of intent. Uh, it kind of paved the way for uh, a lot of our younger local people to finally uh, not be stressed or ashamed of their lifestyle. So have they communicated with you or expressed that to you? Uh, you know, the, the first time that I had that experience was in Walmart. Uh, one of the employees that worked in the in the sound back there where they sell the games and everything came up to me and shook my hand one day and I had no idea even who he was. He was like, I would like to congratulate you for, for paving the way for us younger people. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and, and he says, um, because you're openly gay and we don't have to hide anymore. And I'm like, I didn't do anything besides just tell people who I am, you know, uh, nothing special, but you know, if it makes life easier for them, uh, I'm glad I'm proud to them. Do you seek to enter this ceremony? We do. Okay, and can we have the rings, please? Jada. 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 
Jada doesn't want to give rings away. She wants to keep the rings. That's because she wants to marry you guys. So, uh, Oklahoma is, is probably would not have been my first choice. But uh, since mom and dad were the ones who bought the property, and, uh, you know, the the biggest thing about, one thing that my brother was adamant about was, because Gerald never left home. He always lived on the same property as my mom and dad with his wife and two kids. And his big thing was, his parents were never going to end up in a nursing home. And now that they're 81 years old and dad has Alzheimer's and dementia and my mom is, is starting to get confused, now I'm, I'm actually starting to worry how I am going to uh, take care of everything I've started and take care of them. But uh, come hell or hot water, I'm going to have to figure it out. Hi, I'm Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, and if you got a sweet tooth for animals, have I got a product for you. Over 50 different kinds of Tiger King candy. If you love taffy, you've got to try some of this brand new sweet and sour taffy. And the lemon balls, they don't just melt in your mouth, they are delicious. Best selling product today is chocolate covered gummy bears, sold exclusively at TigerKing.com. There's products for adults and kids. The kids have got to try some of the mini rainbow frogs. Delicious. The sour balls have a taste that is out of this world. And if you're a health food nut, we have all kinds of healthy party mixes and trail nuts. Not only the best line of tasting candies, nuts, and trail mixes, 100% of the sales go to help rescue and rehomed animals. So get your candy today at ShopTigerKing.com. The following program is rated M for mature. It may contain adult themes, yeah, intense violence, oh yeah, strong language, oh hell yeah, and some animal nudity. Rawr! Okay, people, stand by. Fifteen seconds of showtime. Stand by. Video one. Video one is cute. Let's get Joe on the set. Teleprompter is loaded. Seven seconds to the open. Audio's hot. Hold the show open. Hey, I'm Joe Exotic, otherwise known as the Tiger King, the gay gun cane redneck with a mullet. I built this place from the ground up. I started over 15 years ago with a deer and a mountain lion. I have over 180 big cats, 500 other exotic animals in my care. We have rescued over thousands of exotic animals, and I treat every one of them like they're my kids. Between taking care of all these animals and babysitting my employees, things can get a little crazy around here. I recently uh, turned the business end over to my other half, John Finley, who's been my partner for 10 years now. And uh, he runs this place with his eyes closed from bed at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I got him, I got him. I got him. Get out of there. 
Well, I am Travis Michael Maldonado. Some of the things I do around here at the GW Zoo, I take care of this wonderful lake property. I go ahead and take care of all the baby animals and animal control and people control. My name is John Ricky. I'm the manager here at the GW Zoo. Put for the bag, walk around on fake legs all day. I see this ass busting coming real quick here. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. On the wrong leg, but that's alright. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in and sending in all your pictures of you and your animals. We need to be, keep coming in. I'll put another post up tomorrow if you've got any new ones that we can use. We're about to run out. We've got about two or three days left, okay? But coming up next is your pictures of you loving your animals on Animals and Friends. Well, the, the problem with exotic animal owners is they spend all of their money on their animals, and they don't come from bankers and lawyers and, and such like that that you know support the animal rights so-called organizations. They can afford to hire $200,000 a year lobbyists, you know, uh, to sit in Congress or, or the Senate or the House or whatever they need to in order to push a bill. So that's where the, the live television show comes in so handy is because we can educate not only the general public who vote for these lawmakers, we can educate the lawmakers uh, by watching the show uh, about the laws and about what's really going on out here you know, and how well people take care of their animals. And that's why we get so many people involved with our friends and animal videos is to show, you know, uh, people love hamsters and people love goats and people love tigers and people love elephants. And animals are not going to go away, you know. Uh, so they need to be educated about the truth, you know, of, of how well people that are responsible to take care of their animals. You know, granted, there's some people out there that, that are not responsible, but uh, I think I've seen probably at least 10 families today that weren't responsible for the kids that come through the zoo. Boy! So it's, it's an educational process to not only educate the lawmakers, but we educate the public as well. How you doing? Good, Jay. How are yeah, you? Good, Jack, good. Go away. Uh, just a homeless turkey needs a friend. <laughs> Damn, it's cold in here. Mm -hmm. And this is our little specialty gift shop. You can get all the skin care, underwear, condoms, wine. You can get drunk, have nice hands, and have sex. <laughs> and you know you would look good in a pair of them. Uh, you, you know, marketing and, and entrepreneuring is something that I was just born with a gift, okay? And, and when you 
private label stuff, the easiest way and the only way that you can be as successful as selling stuff as I do is, A, you have to have the personality, okay, to be on that label, uh, because anybody could take a picture and put it on that label, but you've you got to mean something, okay? And you you got to have fun with the people while you're selling it, all right? And that's why at the beginning of every show, I throw condoms, okay? Dad, business card. <laughs> there you go, chief. Mom? <laughs> Save the planet. Because it breaks the ice. It makes people have fun. And, you know... And they use them. Uh, they're, they're actually real common. It doesn't matter how good you can sing or how famous you are. I'm on more nightstands than anybody in the world. <laughs> Bet on it. Okay. So when I started marketing myself on the, on the labels of candy and my own skin cream, I developed this with absolutely no animal testing no animal byproducts and no products from the rainforest so this is completely all natural animal free uh, skincare products and it, it sells on the internet like mad uh, because it's 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 great i mean i'm 52 look at me uh and you know and i go on to i have my own honey uh, that's processed from our own bees uh, down to our own private labeled treats to feed the animals here at the zoo and nearly 50 different lines of candy uh, down to underwear. There's not a guy in the world that doesn't go to uh, Sears or JCPenney's or Kmart or Walmart or anywhere else and you stand and you look at the underwear package and you're thinking, God, I wish I looked that good in those underwear. Right? Right? So we specialized in the package to make the underwear very attractive, all the way to the, the shiny red ones that look like Magic Mouth on TV, okay? All, and down to the Tarzan uh, Wonder Thong. And the, the funny thing is about, is people won't walk out of here buying underwear. They buy them online so people don't know they're buying underwear. <laughs> we started just this last uh, fall with this thing called it's a Joe Exotic thing you know you wouldn't understand and it's kind of like uh, the the world is kind of going a little Joe Exotic crazy uh, you know I, I sell tons of this stuff and uh, unfortunately my biggest fan club is like Single women over 50. <laughs> which, which is cool, okay? But, you know, I'm gay. Where's all the, the young guys? <laughs> and, the, and the buff guys. But I have fun with all of my, my straight lady fans. Uh, <laughs> so is there a, is there, this is the tip of the iceberg. Is there a kinky Joe Exotic somewhere out there that we don't? Well, there's a real kinky Joe Exotic. Bet your ass. When, when I was a police chief for this little town in the suburb of Dallas, the fire department needed to raise money to buy a new fire truck. And hell yeah, Joe went and stripped at the bar to raise money for a fire truck, you know, yeah, as a police chief. 
in back in 1982, you know, I caught hell for that. But we did it, you know. And uh, I have some some future business ideas that that I want to do. Somebody just beat me to tallywhackers. I wanted to open up a restaurant like Hooters, except with men, and they beat me to it. So I got a nightclub idea that we're going to toss around and see if we can't come up with a co-ed strip club. Put a little honey on it. Strap on a condom. A little sand. I, oh, you don't even know. You don't even know. Okay. Okay. I wanted to I wanted to create my own line of lube. Okay? And I wanted the kind with xylocaine in it for beginners so it would numb it. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I wanted to put a little bit of sand in one for the S&M people so it's a little grindy. Okay? And then you put preparation H in some <laughs> for the old people. So it would tighten it up a little bit, and you could have had a whole line of lube, dude. I, I had it all planned out, and somebody beat me to it. And I was going to use pump sprays, so you didn't get your hands all shitty. You could just go... You just pump, yeah, pump. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to do. And somebody already came out with pump spray lube. I was so pissed off. Whatever pays the bills in order to, to help save the animals, it takes some unique marketing to go to this extreme. But... It, it, it's about having fun, and, and it's about marketing. But, you know, you'll never be able to pull off a, a private label without having the attitude to go with it. Fort Sill, Oklahoma, to transition out, and that's like maybe an hour from here. So, found this place, never left. Yeah. 
Now the, the tiger that we had this accident with is still in the move to the back. The Big Cat crew was um, the first crew that I started working on. Um, and then, you know, you just you move around the park as, as, as needed. Um, but I've always been Big Cat crew yeah, from the beginning. And we've left it completely empty until everybody's investigations are over. We're just trying to move, it was just a typical day, just trying to move a cat from uh, his main, you know, primary cage to his, his call them catch pens. Um, it's where they stay just for the, you know, five, ten minutes you, you're cleaning the cage. Um, and I just made the, the mistake of being complacent, you know. Uh, I knew better. I messed up. So, use my hand instead of the tools. The tigers are tigers. Okay, I'm supposed to hook that door to pull that door open okay. so the cat can get in. Right. And then they have the cables to pull the door shut. And then they have these to slide in. And they're never supposed to put their hand in there. Uh, she didn't use the hook. And when the cat was in this cage right here, she stuck her hand in here to push the door shut. Okay. And it got her. Mm -hmm. See, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I never really left, you know. I'm always here 100%. It's, it's, it's something you commit to. And once you commit, there's no giving that up, you know. Um, but because I'm not 100% able to physically do it every single day, uh, I just kind of stepped away. I let him take the, you know, take the reins on it like he always does. And whenever he needs me, he calls. Oh, and she's working today. She'll be happy to tell you that she fucked up. When I got here, I, it was nothing but bones sticking out. And I... Well, she, had, she had brought the cat in. Yeah. He he locked him. Locked him in there. Is the cat still here? It's in the back. They oh. made us quarantine. The health department did. So you're, you're still working? Yeah, I'm, I'm committed 100% here. Yeah. Anytime he needs me, he knows I'll go. I shouldn't been here almost a year. She still is my best worker. Yeah. yeah. Everybody scrutinized me, said that I should have fired her, and I'm like, dude, I mean, what better safety person can you get to teach the future people than somebody that fucked up, you know? I grew up in Hawaii. I've always wanted one. You can't have one in Hawaii. But, um... I mean, just the interest never went away. To have one, to, to work with one, you know, and then you come here and you get to do it every day. So, it's like a dream come true, really. So when you first got here, what was your first impression of Joe and the couple? Joe? <laughs> I don't think there is such a thing as a first impression of Joe, you know? Um, you just take him as he comes. And, I mean, our relationship has, has pretty much kind of hardened, you know? Since the time we met, uh, we've known each other for a little bit now. Um, when you go through so much with one person, you, you have no choice but to bond with them. So.
you know, I grew up in a totally different era. Uh, I, I grew up in, in a family where you were basically born to be a hired hand, to live on a farm. Uh, you, you never heard the parents say, I love you. Uh, because that was just taught, wasn't taught in your household back in the 60s. Okay? Give me a Bubba. This is a tiger that's on all the promotional material in there. Come here, you sexy tiger! What? What are you doing? What are you doing, you sexiness? My philosophy is, you know, especially with uh, working being sick and, you know, the, the manager of the park who, who runs this park has no legs, you know, and he, and he goes to the bathroom in a colostomy bag and he, and he tubes self-cast to, to urinate. And this morning, a 26-year-old calls in with a bellyache. <laughs> Maybe somebody who... We have had a little while. Doesn't have a spine. Go in the hospital. Piece of shit. So, unfortunately, my ethics is, uh, you know, as long as I'm here and and you're getting paid and I'm not, uh, by God, you're gonna you're gonna pull your weight and work your schedule. You're gonna pack and leave. You know. Alex, yeah. knows how to feed the babies. That one for that. The camel, you get stuck with everything, man. I know. Teach somebody. I can do it. Well, uh, name's Eric Cowie. I'm a cat crew supervisor out here at the GW Zoo. I've uh, been out here for, oh, going on about a year and a half, close to that. Um, it takes a while to get used to stuff, get used to cats and stuff. Uh, basically, day to day, all I do is uh, get a plan set with uh, uh, Joe and, and Rinky in the mornings, and I work off that plan. Uh, Normally, if I have a full a full crew, I can I can clean every single cage that I'm responsible for in front of the park or the back of the park in less than a day. Um, I place all the food down. I inspect the cages after they've been cleaned, make sure everything's been done properly. Crawl up inside the houses, uh, make sure their straw's not all nasty and stuff like that. Make sure there's no loose wiring coming out of the cages. They're not crawling through the cages, beating up other cats, checking on the condition of the cats as well. Every day, you go lay eyes on every single one of them, make sure they're fine. Um, also deal with the bears, uh, feed those guys on a day-to-day -day basis. The only difference between them and the cats is like, I uh, kind of pay attention to what kind of food we're picking up the next day so we don't continuously feed them the same stuff every day. They're kind of like us. They, they want to change the diet. Thank you. How's the food? Best burger you'll ever eat. The man can make a burger. That's you, uh, for sure. Do you hire, do you, you handpick all the people or do you have somebody that does that? Actually, we lease this out. Oh, okay. And there used to be a little cafe in Paley, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And they closed, they closed it down and that's who leases this out, is okay. that restaurant. Cool. Okay. So I don't have to fool with any of that. Well, Thank nice. God. It's bad enough that I'm four people short today. What happened with that? Well, the actual president of the park didn't even show up today. Won't answer his phone. 
Rinky is in Texas today with his family. And then two called in sick, which makes it, no matter how, how bad Joe feels, Joe still has to do this. And that's what I get stuck with every day. <laughs> so, if you follow the directions of my staff, we can make sure that you stay safe and you have the time of your life because your tour begins now. Do you guys like to continue head right down this way? So what we want you to do is get your pinch taken with this little miniature horse and then they're going to give you a wafer. It kind of smells like bananas and tastes like Captain Crunch. We don't want you to lose it because you're going to need it to French kiss that big ugly camel. Why Oklahoma? I ask myself that every day. <laughs> okay, first up, sweetie, come here. Put that right between your lips. Yeah, go ahead. Go. I got you. There you go. Ain't gonna hurt you. Step up here real close. Give that camel a kiss. All right, go check out the monkeys over there. <laughs> and, and now it's, you know... It, it's so big and it's to the point that you couldn't pick up and move it somewhere else uh, like I would love to uh, because Oklahoma is is so tough, you know. One day you have tornadoes. The next day it's it's hot. The, the next day it's cold. You have no spring. You have no fall here. Uh, it, it just it goes from 110 to 50. Uh, it, it, it's just it's so hard. Come on, Mom. I know you kiss when you get up here. There you go. It's like kissing a dry octopus. Get up here. Ready? Big old Harry. Put it back to your lips. Step up real close. There you go. Go ahead. We got your picture. That's what we're up to. Come on, sweetie. And then you've got the chiggers and the fleas and the ticks and, and all of these cedar trees. Oklahoma is just covered in cedar trees. And cedar trees just bring ticks so bad. Uh, 
And then, and then you have to worry about grass fires with the cedar trees because they're like uh, uh, gasoline bombs when a cedar tree catches on fire. <laughs> Come on, Mom. Once you kiss this camera, you'll never go back to pop. Get up here. Come on. Get up here. He likes to kiss them, boys. Oklahoma's kind of a funny little state, you know. Uh, we moved in here and, and bought the property and built the zoo, you know, in a small community where, you know, the whole town is known by three last names, you know. So, they like to confuse you with inbreeding. Inbreeding is a bad thing. That's where you take and breed brother, father, mother, daughter, sister together in order to have babies and make money, okay? People do that with tigers. Unfortunately, that's a very bad thing. So you get to cross-size the cleft palates and all that stuff. If you don't understand what inbreeding is, when you're done playing at the zoo today, take a trip into Winniewood to the Easy Mart and check that out. Okay? So we went through the OU moved into our community and changed our little lifestyle here, you know, by bringing in the zoo and bringing in all these people from out of town and everything else. And there, there was a, a little bit of jealousy and a whole lot of animosity uh, at first. Uh, people, people did not welcome us with open arms. Um, now that you dump millions into the economy, you know, we, we buy everything at the local lumber yards, we, we buy everything at the local restaurants and the local grocery stores, and now that there's money being, being dropped into the local economy, they put up with you. I still wouldn't say that they welcome you. Uh, they put up with you. Where y'all from? Fort Worth. Fort Worth? Mm -hmm. yeah. I moved here from Arlington. I wish I'd have never done it. Yeah, let's go fast because I'm going to smoke in front of your kids. <laughs> Watch this line. This is my buddy. Yeah. Avery! Avery! Come here, Abe. Come here, see Dad. Come here, see Dad, honey. What's the matter? <laughs> What's the matter? The flies all over you? Huh? What? What? Talk, talk to me. What? Talk. Ooh. Ooh. Who are you watching over there? Huh? They're not gonna get no attention. You got it all. You got it all. You got it all. You got it all, pumpkin. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? What? What? Oh, now he's mad. Now I'm jealous. What? <laughs> Get away from my dad.
Huh? Say, get away from my dad. What? So, Jerry, how long have you raised these cats? I've been with that one, these four right here, for almost eight years. You're fixing to get pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> Little, little low there, buddy. <laughs> jiggle, 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 jiggle. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a quick story, okay? How many of you have ever heard the story about Boondigger and Milo, the African lion that lives with a wiener dog? Okay, right, well, about six years ago, we went to Mulvane, Kansas, and rescued 13 tigers and lions. They were so skinny and very malnourished when we got them here, one of the female lionesses, you would have never believed she was pregnant. About 30 days after she came in, she gave birth to one little baby male lion that we named Bone Digger. Unfortunately, he was born with metabolic bone disease, and his front legs were froze like this, and he couldn't get up off the ground. But at the same time, we had a litter of wiener dog puppies in the house that were four of them, and they were two weeks old. As the wiener dog puppies started growing up inside the house there, they started getting this little crippled family thing going on. It was pretty strange at the same time. Three years after they came into the house and they all started growing up together, John Rinky kept massaging that lion's legs to the point that he got them to straighten out and he can walk on all four legs today. And today we're going to give you a special treat, ladies and gentlemen. They have 12 million plus fans out there worldwide on YouTube. And we're going to give you the treat to meet them live in person today, the world's famous Bone Digger Milo. My name's John Rinke. I'm the Director of Operations Manager here at the Gerald Wayne Interactive Zoological Park. I just pretty much uh, do a lot of babysitting and care of the animals. Shut up! How did he get that relationship with that lion? Well, the lion was born crippled, and he raised him and massaged his legs and kept him on a diet and grew up and just formed that bond. It's pretty, pretty crazy. It's even crazier to watch him, watch him work in there because, oh my God, that that lion just rolls around, rolls him around, and with no legs, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> I'm fixing to get my ass whooped. You want this one too? Yeah. The only problem is, is he's a little bit shorter than a normal lion should be because of his disease when he was little. But the coolest thing is, is six years later, he still continues to live in my front yard with four wiener dogs. My life really sucks. <laughs> if you really want to think about it. You know, and, and you're going to spend some time in my house tonight and see what I go through. But, you know, my day starts normally at 6 o'clock in the morning with feeding babies of whatever kind. Uh, whether it's I just got a grizzly bear out of my house 
you know, I've, now I've got ligers in my house and baby tigers in my house. I just moved a kangaroo out of my house. Uh, we, we've been through the phase of 92 squirrels on a bottle at one time. Indeed, that, that was pathetic today. Picnic tables are so dirty that the flies were just eating the people alive. But other than that, I would say, considering we are short people, we pulled this off. You know, John screwed us over on the car show. Rinky's not here. William's got a tummy ache. And we had a good day. So, go home and let's try it again tomorrow. Night. No, Not, sir. We got new babies. Oh, unheard. Yeah. That's all we need is fucking more raccoons. Am I nuts? God, I must be. Uh, because the, the abuse and the hours and the sacrifice that I give up for this is phenomenally crazy. I, I work. 16, 18 hour days, I'm up at 6, I, I, I will go to bed past 1 o'clock tonight. I have a full grown tiger and a full grown lion in my front yard with four wiener dogs and seven tigers and one lion inside my house with another wiener dog. And you never escape this. You go home to it, you live it, you breathe it, and and you give up. give up your own soul for this. I have in 16 years not been to a funeral of my own family. I have not been to a wedding, a reunion. I have not seen any of my nieces or nephews born. I live with a checkbook that's $16,000 overdrawn. And people think that you do this to exploit and get rich from animals. And they, they don't get it. This whole world doesn't get why I do this.
About a dozen years ago Just a young man on the road Full of hope and full of life Two young boys and a pretty wife When a drunk took everything All so senseless like a dream Takes a fool to drink and drive As the water fills my eyes you and me Lift your memories You're my brother and my friend And I loved you till the end There was a promise given you And I swear I'll see it through I take the line from the cage Let it all be in your name This work of love I have to share Seems like somehow that you're still here Cause I know you're looking down And I hope I made you proud you and me All that's left are memories You're my brother, you're my friend Loved you till the end. I promised him he wouldn't die for no reason. And I wanted the world to know what a great guy he was. So, me and my mom and dad bought this place and started building it in his memory. You and me always left our memories. You're my brother, you're my friend, and I loved you to the end. You and me always left our memories. You're my brother, you're my friend, and I loved you to the end. GW Foundation in the Oklahoma nation Put my heart and soul in this zoo And it's all because of you GW Foundation in the Oklahoma nation Hey bro, I gotta run See you soon, have some fun is an escape because it's fun and I can express myself but I have 18 people that lives depend on me every day whether it's to be their friend or to be up their ass because they're being in a dangerous position but I have over 200 people a day that's lives are on my shoulders in case one of these people fuck up and let a tiger out while we're open or a chimpanzee or some other animal and you know people don't sit back and look at the big picture of it's a hell of a responsibility to have a family of five people get killed at your place, you know, uh, or 
just like when when Saf lost her arm that day, everybody quit and went on and got a new life. And Joe had to be on every live news station in the world mopping up the mess and explaining why someone broke a protocol and, and stuck her arm in a cage and lost her arm. Everybody else gets to go get a new life. And unfortunately, it doesn't matter where I go. Uh, it's on the internet. It's in the news. It's on inspection reports. Uh, and everybody can twist it and, and word it the way they want to make their story, you know? And I'd done nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing. But I'm the one that has that black cloud over me the rest of my life. While everyone else went and got a new one. B believe it or not, <laughs> we don't, I, I don't have uh, anybody that is that close to me. I, I have people who are dedicated uh, who have, have worked beside me for nine, ten years. Um, you know, I, I have my significant other uh, that, that's been with me for several years. But I, I don't let anybody close to me. And when you when you deal with and you have dealt with as much death as I have, whether it's my brother, my ex-husband died here, the animals that you fall in love with, you build this wall And the only the only thing in my wall is my animals, because they have to be inside my wall to be safe. But I don't let anyone close to me, because it's easier not to when they die. The love that you get from these animals, and it, it, it's it's a magical thing. We have full-grown lions living with wiener dogs, and you have 
chickens laying next to the tiger cages, somehow they all know that this is a safe haven and, and it's a place that, that they can all share. My name is Mark Thompson. Uh, I'm a manager in training. Uh, my day starts off with uh, morning meeting. Then uh, in, in the morning meeting, we uh, determine what our chores are going to be. Carry a Beretta, nine millimeter. Right away, carry guns. I carry a gun for the simple fact that the animal rights people are so crazy that they crawl in the park in the middle of the night to poison the animals because they believe they're better off dead there in a cage. A few months back, they poisoned my chimpanzees, just like the music video. They're all carried behind this waterfall over here. And then in March, they came in and blew up our alligator house, killing all of our alligators and burning down the ground. Okay, so between the hours of 7 o'clock at night and 8 o'clock in the morning, climb my fences while I'm here, and I will cap you in the ass. And that's just how it's going to happen, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm just investigating some animal rights issues that we believe might be happening. That's all. Do you work for I don't work for anybody right now. I do. What happened was somebody called him on the phone and he handed his phone to one of my employees and they threatened him with the cops. Cops said, so We called the cops. You know, probably one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life is putting my face on billboards uh, to, to brand the zoo with. My name is Joe Exotic and I'm the caretaker for the largest private rescue zoo in the entire world. Here at the GW Zoo, we care for hundreds of abused and misplaced animals and give the public an unbelievable access to see and learn about these beautiful creatures. I hate PETA, the Humane Society, and any other hypocrite that tells lies about these animals to profit for themselves and ruin others' reputations in the process. I love these animals, and I'm here to expose the truth. In the early morning hours on March 26, 2015, an arsonist struck the Gerald Wayne Interactive Zoological Foundation, burning down the only alligator facility we had, along with seven alligators that belonged to Michael Jackson, burning them alive and killing all but one. We obtained some of the security footage from some of the security cameras around the park of one of the suspects. We're offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and the conviction of either this suspect or the people that were involved in the arson fire on March the 26th. If, in fact, it is tied to any animal rights organization or any other animal facility, we are going to double that reward to $20,000 to information leading to the arrest of the person or persons involved in this arson fire that killed the alligators and burned down the Joe Exotic TV studio. I've, I've lost a lot. Uh, I've lost relationships. Uh, I've lost family members. And I, I think that the, the hardest part to deal with, especially this last fire, 
that we had where they blew up the animals is I think the greatest sacrifice for the animals that they had to take whether it was my chimpanzees being poisoned or my tigers being poisoned or my alligators being burned alive I think the animals took a bigger sacrifice because people have made me a target and the animals have paid the price. There's no other option. There's really not. People, people ask me all the time. Yeah, this is cool. I would love to be you. I have built my own prison. I am literally in my own prison. So, might as well enjoy it because I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, I can't get out. I ain't got a bell bondsman to get me out of this prison. So, you got to make the best of it. And that's my attitude I go to bed with, and that's my attitude I get up with, is, you know, nobody else is going to do it. So I got to. Performer, you have to be in the mood, first of all. And there, it, it may go weeks at a time, months at a time of working the zoo and working with animals and you know, going through being, being ill and being in the hospital. I haven't done a whole lot this year. I've only done two, two music videos this year and I'm behind on five. Um, but I use my music as a, an escape from reality, uh, and when I'm in the mood, uh, and I can wake up at six o'clock in the morning and make my film crew <laughs> do a music video that same day because the mood just hits you. <laughs> Got a tattoo on my shoulder and I love me nice Women wanna love me and they call out my name I ain't no kidding 
candle, I'm a red hot flame. I'm a pretty woman lover, I'm an ugly woman's dream. Baby, you're lucky, have a man like me. I'm a pretty woman lover, I'm an ugly woman's dream. Baby, you're lucky, have a man like me. I've been friends with Joe for a while, and he's such an easy target that people, he's just an easy target for people to just criticize and critique and, and not know anything that's really going on. And it's like he constantly has to deal with bull crap. Hi, this is Rachel. Ooh, son of a bitch just bit me. <laughs> the, the music side is my fun side and my escape side. Uh, because the zoo side is so serious and, and it's so much weight to carry on your shoulders, making sure people stay alive and, and the animals are healthy and the inspectors are happy and everything else. And the, the music is, is a way that I express myself and I tell my stories through music and uh, I have fun with it. I'm a pretty woman lover, I'm an ugly woman's dream Good love and daddy gonna make you scream yeah. I make a scream, baby You couldn't love me without loving these animals. I I don't go anywhere. I I live this, I breathe this, and I fight for this. And if you aren't into this, you aren't into me. When she yeah, it's, a, it's, it's hard work. It's a lot of work. It's long hours. Uh, sometimes it seems like it's never going to end. But for them, this is their entire world and you are their entire world keeper. And you've got to keep that in mind whenever you're doing anything on this boat. These animals know more about you than you know about yourself. And if you walk into that cage with the slightest little insecurity, you're theirs. Yeah, you can tell from your first 15 minutes in a cage whether or not you're going to make it. Uh, I can tell from the first 15 minutes in the cage whether or not you're going to make it. But yeah, it's, it's about having enough passion for the animal, you know, to make sure that you put him first because he can't do it for himself. If you don't have that, if this is a 9 to 5 to you, then you, you don't belong here. Period, you, know? you know, we try and and use Boondigger and Milo as an example. The, the lion and the wiener dog. They're six years old. They grew up together, and a five-pound wiener dog is living with a 400-pound lion. Okay, it doesn't matter what color you are, how old you are, what sex you are, what preference you have, or anything else. We should get along in this world and try and make this world a better place because a lion and a wiener dog can't. Why can't we? 
the government says if I put them on exhibit, the lion's not acceptable to live with the wiener dog, so we got to split them up. So we can't use them as an educational tool, and we can't show the world, look, a lion and a wiener dog gets along, so why can't this black guy and this white guy get along? Because our government won't let us. They racially divide us on purpose, and, and that is to, to keep us constantly at a turmoil so they've got control of us. It, and, and it's just crazy. If I didn't have their support, I don't think I would have been as confident in myself being able to come back and, and jump right back into it. Um, Rinky, obviously, being a, uh, an amputee himself, he was, he was everything at the, at the time. Anyone can tell you you can do it, you can overcome this, but for someone to actually show you that you can do it, that's, that's, that's everything. <laughs> you know you only got two appendages left, right? They're replaceable. Uh -huh. I learned that. You can replace them. When, they, when you miss that moment and I get back from the hospital, I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he helped me through a lot with my amputation. Um, and then just a lot of will and dedication, you know? Love what I do. I'm spoiled, ruined. Nothing else I can be able to be able to do. Uh, that I'll be able to do again. I love Joe. I love the park. I love Rink. Um, I do anything for these guys, um, and I think they know that by now. I hope so. <laughs> Anyways, it's not even an occupation anymore. It's just what I do. This is a day-to-day -day thing. Work seven days a week. I love it. You know, the, you know the, you you can't even explain where the connection comes from. You know, is it magical? Is it a gift from God? Or do you believe in reincarnation? Uh, you know, until you see it and you live it, I have people that have worked here for nine years, ten years, that can't walk into a tiger cage with, with three full-grown tigers like I can. Uh, I, I, you know, the the tigers that don't feel secure with the, with the bars gone, I can still reach in with both arms and love them, and I can check their teeth. I can do stool samples. I can do everything through the cage. Uh, why me? I don't know. You know? Uh, uh, some days I ask myself that. You know, why, why can I get away with what no normal person can get away with? Um, it, it definitely ain't for money. Uh, and it definitely ain't for t to, to show off and exploit the animals. Um, all I can all I can say is, I was born with a with a gift that I have finally found a way to use, and unfortunately, and, until you are here and you see it and you hear it, you'll never understand it.
Please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. A director's chair. Amazon. Where can I buy Welcome Back Cotter on DVD? Amazon. Where can I buy that Humping Animals adult coloring book with a dog fucking a chicken on the back? Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Buy an oven mitt.
So there I am in my car, listening to shitty music. And I ask myself the tough questions. Why am I listening to the same song over and over again when I could be listening to the D2R Podcast Network? And is it true that he who smelt it dealt? And why the fuck did the chicken cross the road? And what the hell is on Joey's head? Hey, I wonder if Yoko Ono saw yesterday, today. I wonder if tomorrow was yesterday. Rockford reference. The D2R Podcast Network. Live for today. Or yesterday.